0: Welcome to the second episode of the Dairy Talk with Norwegian Red in partnership with Progressive Dairy Publications. Um, This is the second podcast, our first podcast. We talked about the National Herd Recording System and the Health Certificate in particular. We have received some great feedback from our first episode in May earlier this year, and we would like to thank our listeners and customers worldwide for engaging and sharing their insights through our podcast series. Uh, today's topic is about automatic milking systems, and uh, we have some invited guests today. We have Knut Ingolf uh, Dragset, welcome. Thank you. And Lars Skramstein and Wille Paulsen, both are farmers. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. If we see the development of automatic milking systems, that has been quite dramatic uh, in, in Scandinavia and the Nordic countries and Norway in particular. If we go back to 2000, uh, that was the year we had the first automatic milking system installed in Norway. And uh, 20 years later, we have more than 1,800 uh, automatic milking systems installed. And uh, about 50% of all the milk delivered to the dairy companies comes from automatic milking systems. So we have seen a quite dramatic um, uh, increase in the development. So um, if Knut Ingolf, I mean, you have been um, in Gino for a while now. You have been appointed as the regional sales manager for um, Asia and Pacific countries. Uh, as well as global technical sales support manager, and you're a veterinarian as well.: Yeah, that's right. yeah. So um, if you just um, talk us through a little bit around the benefits of the automatic making systems, uh, what do you see as the most most beneficial uh, use of automatic making systems?
1: Uh, I think. I think. First of all, it's interesting what you say about the development in Norway, and I think we have to look at uh, at the labor costs in Norway as part of the explanation, because yeah. because um, uh, these automatic milking systems are um, are uh, they, they save a lot of, of labor, uh, and and also the type of labor that is boring, uh, just to, to to milk the cows. Uh, uh, so, so you liberate some time to do more interesting things, to, to manage your herd um, between others. Uh, and you also see these benefits on, on, on the production traits, especially milk yield, uh, due to more frequent milking. Uh, many of the, of the automatic milking system calls are milked maybe two or three or four times uh, during the day, and, and that uh, usually raised the milk yield. So that's, that's some of the, of, the, of the benefits of the, of the milking system, uh, automatic milking systems. And you also have this uh, these well of information from these automatic milking systems, accurate recordings that can be useful for the management of the herd. Uh, you, you have uh, accurate measurements of milk yield, milk flow, somatic cell count. Uh, some of them have conductivity meters, so you, it's possible to detect mastitis at an early stage. Uh, you have these activity meters for more precise heat detection, and some of the automatic milking systems even have uh, progesterone uh, measurements in the milk stream, makes it possible to, to both uh, do heat detection, uh, timing of insemination, pregnancy checks, and cyst detection. So it's mm-hmm. it's no limit what these automatic <laughs> milking systems can do yeah. uh, anymore. And you even have these body condition cameras, so... so I'm. Um, I, uh, I wonder. Do you see many of these benefits? Is this true, or is, is this just advertisements from the milking uh, uh,
0: companies? Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, ask our uh, special guests here, Lars Skramstad and Ole Paulsen. You are both farmers, and you have both uh, automatic milking systems or milking robots installed in in your herd. So, uh, we, we can ask the same question to both of you, I think. I mean, uh, first of all, uh, why do you invested in a milking robot in the first place? Uh, what was your kind of, uh, what was the decision
2: uh, founded on? Uh, yeah. Let's ask you first, uh, Lars. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, I can just tell a bit about uh, my farm. Uh, we are uh, operating about 70 cows, uh, 60 cows in the robot at the time, so uh, it's uh, working very well. We have about 60 hectares of grassland and 60 hectares of uh, grainland, and in total we also feed up the bull calves. Yeah. So for um, for slaughter, so it's a total number of 180 to 200 animals in the in the barn in total. But they really support the uh, think of what you see. That the benefits of the the robot. Hmm. Because uh, this is uh, quite, I think, the best investment I ever done, <laughs> 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 investing in a robot, because <laughs> it has saved a lot of, I think, the, the main uh, reason for switching from a milking parlor hmm. to a robot was the, the time efficiency, because it will, it's difficult to find people to work in the barn in Norway. Hmm. And as you mentioned, it's quite expensive uh, also. So uh, having a robot to do the milking is uh, very efficient. So when we were running a milking parlor, I think we were using four to five hours per day uh, in the parlor, including cleaning and, uh, and preparation of the, uh, the milking in the parlor. And mm. now I think we uh, use uh, one hour or something like that uh, with the cleaning the robot and mm. looking at the numbers. And it's, it's much more interesting, I think. Uh, and it's also easier to have people uh, working in the barn Mm. also it seems that they are more interested in uh, the numbers so uh, every day we have uh, almost (laughs) every day we have a coffee uh, drink in in, in the barn office Mm. uh, and chat about the numbers and how it has developed the last day and how we can improve is there something happening or some uh, like that way and uh, it makes it more interesting for the guys. I mean, discussing uh, the numbers and how to improve mm. uh, the operation. Mm. So, it's a lot of uh, benefits, and especially as you say, the, the, also the data uh, makes us much more profitable. Yeah. Even it's more expensive to run uh, than a parlor, which we just look at the equipment uh, cost. But it's, uh, at the end, it's more profitable from yeah. my point of view. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think it pays? Yes. Have, uh, you, count, have you done some mathematics? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Because we have seen that uh, uh, it has increased uh, the yield in the, for the cows. I think uh, between 10 and 20% uh, increase in yield. Because uh, when we had a parlor, we were milking twice uh, a day. Mm. at 6 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the evening. Um, But now it's milking between two and a half and three times a day. So we're at a level of between 9,000 and 10,000 kilograms uh, now. And we have using less labor. Hmm. Uh, So I think uh, the number of hours working in the barn is reduced by four hours. And in the weekends, we just uh, do minimum. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) it's really really nice and it's uh, easier to have uh, cows uh, with a robot. And mm. it's much more modern and you think that you are also uh, <laughs> going into the future uh, mm. with a robot.
0: Yeah. Wow, it, it sounds almost uh, too to good to be true. Uh, it sounds like a fantastic life, uh, Lars. Uh, what about you, uh, Ole? You have also had a robot for, uh, or a milking robot for, for some years now. So t- tell us a little bit about your farm and your system and your, uh, your, your kind of... Uh, First impressions of, of the years using a milking robot. Yeah, I can do that, Tryggve. Uh, uh,
3: Lars is uh, smiling on the corner here, and uh, I, I have the same <laughs> smile, in fact, because it's, uh, it's quite a big difference. Uh, yeah. My farm has about 55 cows. Uh, we are milking them and have uh, 15 hectares of uh, land, but we are renting uh, some land. Uh, that's the average uh, robotic farm in, uh, in Norway, I think. mm um, and before we used about, as Lars uh, said, uh, five hours a day on the milking uh, routine. Mm. Uh, and for me, with the uh, young kids, I was milking between four and seven in the evenings. Uh, and when you kids are coming home from school um, and, and you are not at home and you can't eat dinner with them because you are milking, that, that's not ideal for me. So that mm. was one of the reasons I began to dream about a robotic milker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another... Uh, thing that was important for me is always look for efficiency. Uh, Where can I find more money uh, to earn a bit more? Um, And I I love technology. Um, And the last thing I thought about was animal welfare. That's very important for me. Mm. Um, Mm. So after a while dreaming uh, in 2016, we built a new stall, free stall uh, with mattresses uh, and put in a robotic milking uh, machine there. Uh, and that change uh, changed the day, uh, and I could uh, find new ways uh, to to get the yield up and uh, get animal welfare uh, greater. Uh, and I can go home four o'clock uh, if it's uh, nothing happening on the fields. Uh, I, I quit the day four o'clock, so that's a game uh, game changer. In fact,
1: mm. Mm. yeah. But Ulit, it's, it's really interesting what you're talking about, the animal welfare, because you went from a tie stall to a, a free stall, and automatic milking system, or did you go from a milking parlor? And, and how did you see that on the coast? Did you see something on the coast uh, affecting their, their welfare?
3: Yeah, it was a free stall uh, before also okay. uh, when they were going on, on uh, straw, uh, but it was a bit difficult with, uh, with the wet and in the fall and the, the, the spring. Um, but in the new stall, right. it's much easier. But I can, very good, uh, can see it in the first lactation cows because they was left behind in the old barn uh, because okay. it was a bit fighting about the feeding and they was just milking two, uh, twice a day. Uh, in the new system now, they are going much often in the robotic milking mm. machine. Mm. So they have ingre- increased 50% in yield, in fact. Uh, okay, yeah. wow. So that was quite impressive. They are drive- driving driving uh, in the new, uh, new freestall.
0: Yeah, they are. Mm. um, Sounds fantastic. I mean, uh, both of you have obviously some very positive experiences uh, with uh, a a milking robot. And uh, even if the herd size and farm size within Norway is fairly small, especially compared to, uh, to international scale, we are extremely technical, advanced, uh, and uh, you mentioned some so, some benefits that we can collect a lot of data from the milking uh, uh, robots, uh, Knut Ingolf. Uh, w- have you, as a farmer, have you seen some of the, the benefits that we talked about here, uh, increased milk yield, etc., uh, etc.? Cetera, et cetera. Have you
2: seen that in, in practice, uh, Lars? Uh, yes, <clears throat> uh, absolutely. I was a bit worried about uh, the cell count. Mm. Will this uh, affect the cell count? Because uh, every cow is using uh, the same machine uh, and the same uh, equipment, yeah. so I thought that there uh, will be an increase in uh, in the cell count. But in fact, it has been reduced. At, uh, I looked up uh, the figures uh, from the last year and it's below 100,000 uh, in cell counts. So it's really, uh, really working also uh, due to the, to the cell count and I'm also looking at uh, the fat and, and protein and, uh, and the fat is about uh, or is between 430 and 440 and uh, the protein is between uh, three. 45 and 360 that's uh, the, mm. it could be something uh, more and something no. less but that that's quite normal in in that uh, that area uh, and it's really interesting to see see all this number coming up uh, every day and uh, the milk yield per day and uh, the number of uh, milk collected every day and then you can also see that Is there something uh, changing uh, in the barn if there is an increase or is there a a drop in the milk yield for the day? Is there something with the feeding or is there something with the robot or something that you can uh, have a look at and see if you can Mm -hmm. improve it to find uh, the reason why it's uh, changing? Mm. So that's also a good uh, benefit because uh, before we, we were a very bit exhausted when we were uh, doing the milking in the milking parlor. Yeah. Then it was feeding the calves and doing cleaning <laughs> and everything and then looking at the number, we hope for doing that another day. But it, it was always another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, What
0: What's your experiences? Have you also seen some of the benefits Lars and Knut Ingolf uh, talked about uh, here in, in in your herd.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The cell count is also at me around 100,000 uh, in, in the cell count. So that is quite good. Uh, and I think I get a, a better uh, understanding of the animals, even though I don't uh, have them in the paro mm. par- every day. I can uh, look at the numbers and see which animals it's a uh, problem with. And then I can uh, fixate it uh, and look closer at that animals. So I can follow up the animals better in a new solution with the robotic milker. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't see everyone. the Most of the cows just walking and have a good time and do as they want and milky when they want are, and are healthy. <laughs> and that's no issue. And then I kind of focus on animals that have health uh, issues. Yeah. Uh, so I mm-hmm. feel I have... Could could better follow up the cows now?
1: Yeah, mm. fantastic. Because that's uh, that's some, something to consider when you're consider whether to invest in an automatic milking system or or not. Uh, I I once was in the Netherlands uh, and talked with one mm. of the one of the advisors there, and he said when he was advising farmers whether they should go for an automatic milking system or a manually milking system, he would like to interview the farmer and his mum. Mm. And the first question was uh, to the farmer was, are you a machine man or an animal man? And if he said he was an animal man, he always looked at, he, at the mom. And if she nodded her head, then he believed him. <laughs> and then he could go for an automatic milking system. Because <laughs> you have to have these, these, uh, these animal vibes, take them in to, 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 to get to... To, to um, monitor your herd without having to milk them manually twice a day, and I think that's really important to to succeed with an automatic milking system. Mm. Uh, but I believe both of you have that that uh, that ability. Uh, what do you say, Ole? Do you spend much time just looking at your animals, or or how do you how do you manage to see if something is is going in the wrong direction.
3: Yeah, as I said, I use the computer in the morning and uh, watch if it's uh, any numbers that's, uh, that's wrong. And then I go around in the barn and, and look at animals. Uh, instead of working, I, I use mm. my eyes and my ears and, uh, and smell also and find out if something wrong. And uh, then I have a bit head help, heads up in uh, which cow it's something wrong with. Yeah, mm. so that's important for me um, I will say one thing when you are uh, considering a robotic milker um, and you, you want that to adapt to you uh, that's the wrong thought you have to uh, adapt to the technology and if mm. you can do that, uh, be a bit more dynamic and use the numbers correctly uh, it's, it's a real great system but you have to change as a farmer a bit, you have to think
0: differently with a robotic milker Yeah, yeah. that's interesting Let's sneak in some some genetics talk here as well, uh, because uh, some people claim that some yeah, say t- you, you need a perfect other, for instance, etc. To, to to have a success in a milking robot. Uh, w- what, what can you say about the genetics uh, of the Norwegian Red uh, in a milking robot? What's your experience uh, here? Uh, let's ask you, Ole, for first. What's, what's your experience, and uh, can you say something about uh, how the Norwegian Red has adapted to the uh, uh, milking robot? Yeah, the important thing for me is that the cow go in the robotic
3: milker. That it, uh, the legs are good, uh, and the other have to be okay. It uh, it, it doesn't have to be perfect uh, at all because the robotic milker takes a lot of different mm-hmm. uh, other, uh, so, so the NRF is, is, is good there. I maybe take out a couple of animals uh, a year that uh, doesn't fit in the system, uh, and, and the flow is a bit um, broken when the, those bad animals come in, but those are just sell. Um, so the important thing for me is that the health is good for the animals, uh, because it, that's uh, that's what I use a lot of time on, on insemination, on, on our own calving. Uh, those things take time, so that have to function very good. So that's the important thing when it yeah. comes to genetic yeah. and breeding.
0: Mm. What's your experience, uh, Lars? Uh, w- what can you say about uh, the genetics and uh, Norwegian Red and how they adopted uh, to the milking robot uh, systems?
2: It's just one word working. <laughs> 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 That's what we want yeah. to hear. As said, the healthy cow is even more important in such a system because it, uh, the cow has to be, uh, be walking by itself into the robot. So it has to be uh, um, healthy and with good feet and legs, and and it's working. Just uh, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's an easy life, and I have to say <laughs> that I'm a bit lazy in the in the evening and the nights. So I just have the alarm on if the robots goes down. Yeah. So it's it that happens maybe two or three times a year when I have to go up in the in the during the night. Mm. So it's uh, it's it's really working It's quite important that the cows are healthy and move by themselves.
3: Mm. And and both uh, me and uh, Lars is pasturing uh, the animals in the summer, and they go freely in and out on the pasture, uh, and that's no problem either, I feel. No, they get a rhythm, and the first day they are uh, a lot uh, outside, but but after a while, it's it's going by itself.
1: Mm. Mm. Yes, some some are talking about the temper of the cows uh, that they need to be that they need to be calm to to adapt to the milking system as as soon as possible, especially when they are heifers, uh, and uh, and also to be a little bit curious to walk around and and try and and see and and poke their heads into uh, the robot and, and see what's happening. Uh, I don't know. Have you had any experience with? with uh, with, uh, cows with a bad temper, uh, with kickoffs and and failures Mm -hmm. and and, and such things? Yes, when when the heifers come
3: in, I usually use three weeks before and help them through the robotic milker so they get used to the robotic milker and get the concentrate in it and and put the robot uh, arm under it so it get used to that also. Uh, But of course, some cows uh, have a bit uh, bad temper uh, and can kick off, most of them uh, give up after a while, uh, and the robotic milker don't get angry. So that trying three times, <laughs> so if, it, if it can't put on it after three times, it let it out again. Yeah, but of course then we then we sell the cows if they are uh, to to temperature. But but that's uh, yeah that's rare rare. Yeah, mm. happened a couple of times. I think I uh, picked
0: out animals for that. Mm. Mm. We are soon uh, uh, reaching the, the the end here, but uh, I would also like to ask you. I mean, we have we have now we c- heard uh, a lot of positive things about uh, milking robot, and uh, there is no wonder based on uh, all the benefits that uh, even if it's a uh, quite significant investment, it it seems to pay off uh, definitely. Uh, and there is no wonder we see the development of uh, the number of milking robots when when we hear all the all the benefits, but. Finally, what, what, have you experienced any disadvantages or what, uh, what, what's the negative things? Have you, <laughs> <laughs> we also need to touch yeah. that part. So, so, so Lars, uh, first, what's your uh, experience? Do, do you have anything if, uh, if bad experiences?
2: If uh, I turn it, the, the question a bit around, uh, I can say that uh, something I want more or something mm-hmm. I want else or something. Uh, I could like the robot to be more, even more efficient to milk milk more cows uh, during the day. That will be... But I think that the new generation is uh, improving that uh, of the robots. So I think that that will come. But uh, I see that it's uh, impressive how the the machine and the cows Mm. work together. I think it's... I have to say that the robot is better than mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what about
2: you, uh,
0: Ole? Do you have any things you want to improve, or, or what, what's your um,
3: yeah.
0: thought about that?
3: The, the robotic milker milks. And that, that's it. I, I, it's a new robotic on the market, but yeah. uh, the old one—it's milking the cows, uh, and it's—it's it's no problem. It's mm. stopping rarely, uh, so it's the system around. I, I can improve all the all the time. Yeah, yeah. I could could have a cell count uh, that I get some more information to mm. yeah, decide on. Yeah, but uh, it,
0: it's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I mean, it, it, it seems to, to me that there is a lot of benefits investing in a milking robot. And, uh, of course, all the benefits that uh, we, we knew was there and we have heard you have experienced as well. And, of course, all the opportunities that is in the milking robot systems, So when it comes to, 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 to um, recording a lot of traits. So I would like to thank uh, all of you, uh, especially our farmers, Lars Kramstad and Ole Paulsen, for uh, sharing your uh, experience uh, with a milking robot. So, uh, so thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank you.